0: Another conversation from Loretta's front page. Conversations that get to be had and heard. And welcome back to 94.7 the Pulse. You're here with Loretta on Loretta's front page. And that was a new track. It's called Trams and it's by Rachel Caddy. Fantastic. I'd love to take this moment to welcome Chris Reed into the studio. Chris, welcome to The Pulse Studios.
1: Thanks, Loretta.
0: Uh, now, as well as being a myotherapist, a Bowen therapist, and owner of Geelong Bowen and Remedial Therapies, you're also my brother. I am. We thought we would get that out and about.
1: <laughs> Full disclosure. Full
0: disclosure. Uh, I have five brothers, and you are the second of my five to be on the program. I'm doing well in you know, only six months. True. I'm not quite sure what I'd get the others to come in and talk about, <laughs> their area of expertise. But Chris, um, we've just had the very interesting conversation I just said to Stephen and Tori, like we need to have them on again and have more conversation about, as as Stephen just said, the disease that the world does not want to have, long COVID and and MECFS. And we touched on some of the complementary therapies. And I I just sort of started to talk to him about um, the idea that there are things that can be done to support the rehabilitation for people who are experiencing long COVID symptoms, and maybe then, if that does get a diagnosis into ME, CFS, and I, which we sort of talked about the idea of this impatience that people tend to have. But I was really interested in a blog post that you've recently written about a mild hyperbaric oxygen therapy, and how that supports people with long COVID symptoms. Now, this is general advice that we're giving here. We're not making any medical claims or any of those things, are we? No, we're not. No, we're not. But I know that mild hyperbaric oxygen therapy has been around a while, and Mm -hmm. I know there's been some good research done of recent times. So I wanted to just sort of break it up and have a conversation. But firstly, what is mild hyperbaric oxygen therapy?
1: Well, let's talk about hyperbaric oxygen therapy, if you like, because there is a difference between the two. Yep. So hyperbaric oxygen therapy, hyperbaric means high pressure, and the oxygen therapy is adding pressure, adding adding oxygen to that. So, a person goes into a chamber, and the chamber is pressurised, and then with the addition of oxygen, and in hyperbaric, it's it's one hundred percent oxygen that they're given, um, and then that assists the body takes in so much more oxygen into the body to allow it to heal whatever is going on. A lot of the things that they use it for, some of the things are wound healing, um, post stroke, people that have had Poisonings, so brain insults, brain trauma, those types of things are really, uh, really. It can be really, really beneficial, because what can what happens is effectively the air we breathe when we walk around at 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 sea level is about twenty one percent oxygen.
0: Oh, I thought we had a lot of oxygen in the air.
1: Well, there is. That's, 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 that's adequate.
0: <laughs> okay, that's all we need. Yes.
1: So certainly when you climb a really, really high mountain, the, level, the amount of oxygen decreases. In, in each breath, you're getting a lot less oxygen. But at sea level, it's 21%. However, that's enough for us to live if we're well and and to heal if we're well. But if the body is requiring more oxygen, the way we can do that is to put them into an oxygen chamber, if you like, and increase the pressure. And then introduce more oxygen, whether it be 100% oxygen like you might get at a hospital Mm -hmm. or from an oxygen concentrator, which might deliver oxygen at, say, 90 to 94%. Okay. And the theory is that the science says that under pressure that a gas will dissolve into a liquid. So that normally when we are breathing in, the oxygen is taken up by, through the lungs... Into the bloodstream by the hemoglobin, and we get four oxygen molecules to each hemoglobin, each red blood cell.
0: Rightio. we've we've dived into Year Twelve biology. Well, we have. That's yes. okay.
1: I'll make it really simple. So, yeah. but then what happens is. When you have hyperbaric and more oxygen available because you're breathing higher grade or higher level of oxygen, you get oxygen now dissolving into the blood plasma as well and then into the other fluids of the body like the lymph and the cerebrospinal fluid. So you're getting a lot more oxygen to areas like the brain or any other tissues or cells that are struggling whether to heal like a wound perhaps that's not healing or a bone fracture that's not healing and certainly for brain insults with inflammation. And that's the one thing that the research that's coming out with hyperbaric oxygen therapy is showing to decrease the inflammation in people with long COVID.
0: And that's when we had Stephen a, mile, a moment ago, and you'll be able to pronounce M-E for me, my... Yeah, myalgic,
1: myalgic encephalomyelitis, yes. And he
0: said myalgic meaning muscle and, and encephal meaning inflammation. Correct. And so he's talking about that that brain inflammation. When people hear hyperbaric chamber, they think the bends and divers, yes?
1: That's right. And that's hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Now, what we have in Geelong and available, there isn't any hard, what we call hard chambers for those really high pressures that would be required for the bends available for the public in Geelong and, and surrounding areas. There certainly is in Melbourne at the hospitals, but mm-hmm. they're often very difficult to get into. Mild hyperbaric oxygen is we are pressurizing to a, a, a lower pressure than what they sometimes use in the hospitals. Mm-hmm. And also we're, using, we're not using 100% oxygen, we're using an oxygen concentrator delivering oxygen at like a 90%. So it's not the same as hyperbaric. Now, unfortunately, all the research that's been done is being done only on hyperbaric in a medical sense. But the premise is exactly the same, okay. that we're delivering oxygen at a higher pressure at a higher rate, and we can get it into the body to help with these conditions.
0: In, in the blog, you wrote that you at the clinic, because um, you have the chamber there, you were getting a lot more phone calls, people saying... I've got long COVID. Can it help me with my symptoms? So this is what really prompted you to have another look into that research, isn't it?
1: Well, people are looking for what else can I do? What's out there? And certainly Google's out. Google <laughs> is uh, prevalent. And when you're really struggling and there's not a lot of information, that's where you're going to get perhaps your information from. Now, Stephen, Dr. Stephen's fantastic because he's got experience around that. He's got lived experience around chronic fatigue and yes. the, the two of them mirror, long COVID and chronic fatigue ME, really do mirror in a lot of ways. He's got that experience and he's really knowledgeable around that. But many other, perhaps GPs and other uh, medical health professionals don't have that experience. So it is it is emerging, mm. but so many people now are, are presenting with long COVID symptoms and the wait lines at the specific COVID COVID clinics clinics are so long, Mm. uh, it's really difficult. So people are looking for alternative ways of assisting them in their rehabilitation.
0: Do you have any anecdotal story? Like, are there certain symptoms that people are presenting with and using the chamber for, and they're feeling like they're getting some results? Are we able to sort of talk generally about that?
1: Look, very generally. We don't usually, because one of the things, it's so different for so many people. And people's experiences are going to be very, very different in their in the, how severe the symptoms are and also the variety of symptoms that they have and then also how they benefit from whatever therapies they're using with that. So it is important that we say that this is just, you know, but certainly I've had one of the big ones is brain fog that mm. people present and that's one of the things that there's confusion, they can't really concentrate, They're struggling with work and productivity, managing their children and just getting through day to day. It's really difficult and that's one of the things that I've had Clients come out and say, "Wow, that fog is gone with that addition of all that extra oxygen under pressure." And often they, they're in there for an hour and a half, but but part way through they just feel it lifts, which is which is an interesting. Um, Interesting observation uh, mm. for them.
0: I was just speaking with Dr. Stephen Summer, who is the author of the book that we were speaking about before, "A Doctor's Journey Back to Health." As I say, he said uh, I have had a look at the research around hyperbaric, he said it's really promising. And he was really pleased that there, are, you know, there are there are options for people, and it really is um, about looking at. Uh, he speaks about in his book, you know, the art of the micro rehab, um, moving back to health. But in a very much a, a less is more sort of a way, he speaks about the use of body work um, and whether that be an osteopath or um, a bone therapist or uh, um, different types of body work. When someone potentially, Chris, is experiencing these long COVID symptoms and uh, potentially they've got um, pain in the legs, I've heard a lot of anecdotally people talking about that, or they've got lethargy and this fatigue. If someone's thinking about engaging someone to do some body work with them, what advice would you give? Like, what wh- what should they be looking for? Because there are so many. There are so many different options. Wh- how do we sort of narrow it down?
1: Where do we start? Yeah. yeah where do I go to? And I think the main thing around that is that it may not matter a whole lot of where you go and what you do, but, the, but it would be great if you have a conversation with a clinician at the start whether it be a physio, an osteo, a chiropractor, a Bowen therapist, myotherapist, it needs to be appropriate for you. So if you have muscle pain uh, or e- or are feeling pain easily, and that, I love when Stephen said less is more yes. because that is actually the mantra of Bowen I went, therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you'd that, like that. That less is more. But we really need to, the main thing is to have a conversation so that the clinician has an understanding of where you're coming from. And another important thing would be, and perhaps even uh, people undergoing rehab or looking for rehab because they're really deconditioned now and want to get their life back on track and want to go for a walk around the block or walk the dog and they can't do that, is that the... It's not like we're just coming from that we've been unwell we've been in hospital and we're rehabilitating someone past say so perhaps from a stroke or a heart attack or something like that it really is quite different and mm. one of the important things to do at the start of the therapy it doesn't matter what you're doing uh, it would be to have some validated outcome measure so what, what I'm talking about there is having answering some questions there's a there's a um, one called the fatigue severity scale so right at the start of your treatment you can you can fill this in and get a, a scored answer or a scored level of where you're at on fatigue. And then you can redo really that at six weeks, eight weeks, six months. And that way the clinician has got a baseline and where, we, and you can see how you're progressing moving forward. And fatigue is another one. And it may be cognitive. There's, there's lots of outcome measures, uh, wellness measures that are really well validated that we can use as Milestones and progressions, and see how we're moving, rather than just saying, oh, "I think I feel better."
0: Because one of the things that um, when I was reading through um, Stephen's book, and he speaks about with long COVID and me CF, cfs is that there's peaks and troughs. We can have days where we're feeling oh, feeling great, and then things you know crash again. Um, and one of the things he says is, you know, just start with a modality, start with something, so that you can start to track and feel. Like you're saying, um, because you don't know. Is is it did I did I do too much gardening today? Is is it the treatment I've had? You know, it's hard to know what's having impact.
1: Yeah, not overdo it. And there's certainly this thing people are finding with COVID uh, that this is called a post-exertional s- symptom exacerbation. So basically, yes. you go for a walk, or you think I'm feeling good today. I go for a you go for a jog, or you go from i go for a jog. You go for a gentle bike ride, and you crash for two days or a week, and you can't do anything. I think I heard Tori saying she went for a swim, yes. and she, it really knocked her around. So having your therapist know how much you be, should be Doing and being prescribed, so you don't fall back into this malaise. Uh, And and once again, there are questionnaires around that too. Do you are you at a higher risk of having these exacerbations? And if you are, then you really need to be managed really, really carefully. And these programs need to be personalised for every person. You can't go into a class and do the same thing as everybody, because as we said, it's going to be very, very different for each person.
0: Because the thing is, Chris, I can imagine that if someone said, well, you know, I'm not going to ride the bike again because I can't cuz I you know, it wiped me out for 2 days, but then the the danger is sitting on the couch.
1: That's right. So it's it's how much do I do? And having a cheerleader and someone in your corner who can really carefully guide you and develop a personalized program for you so that you can and and also as I said, having those perhaps a questionnaire done early so that you can then track and see how you're going. So you've got some real data to say, hey, I, I am actually getting better because I've, re- I've answered those questions again and we can see that on the scale that my fatigue is less or that my cognitive ability is improving. So you can actually get that, that feeling, I am progressing and there is a way out of this.
0: I'm speaking with Chris Reid, myotherapist and Bowen therapist uh, from Geelong, Bowen and Remedial Therapies. Chris, thank you very much for coming in and just giving us toe in the water, start the conversation that there is hope, that there, but it's about finding the right therapist to potentially to support you. And there's some exciting research around this uh, half-baric oxygen therapy that people might want to just have a bit more of a look into.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just such a prevalent thing now, and you know, COVID hasn't gone away, unfortunately, and you know we're finding that even this year without being too dramatic there we reached a thousand deaths in australia a week before we did this time last year do you know what i mean so in january so it's still a lot of people getting very unwell and people's perhaps realizing that they've got long covid is actually what their problem is actually long covid and they really need to take take care
0: love it thanks so much for your time